McCoy on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Jeffrey gets over the line. Try from Munster. Nobody knows Munster rugby better. Hello and welcome along. I'm Alan Quinlan and you're listening to episode 40 of the Red 78 here on the Rugby Channel. And with me as always is Neve Briggs. How are you, Neve? Uh, unfortunately, we were hoping for something positive to talk about today, but uh, not to be. Yeah, no, I'm good, Quinny. Just um, watched the game again uh, this morning before we came on just to see if I could find ways to probably, you know, um, break this down a small bit. But you're right, uh, very disappointing for the lads. Um, yeah, I think it was just not really what we expected. How was your weekend? Were you training or match or...? Yeah, we 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 had um, we trained. We, we were supposed to play Malone. They pulled out of the AIL, so we had a free weekend. So we trained, and uh, for the first time ever, we um, played a seconds game in a league against Shannon on Friday night. So it was good, a good weekend for the club. You're busy. You have the boots on all the time. But anyway, yeah. as ever, we want you to be involved. You can always tweet us at Rugby Channel 15, or else at our personal twitters, or leave a comment on YouTube, or email us at the Rugby Channel at BauerMedia.ie. Right, Neve. we've tweets. I put out a tweet just say, I mentioned the word patience in my in my tweet, whether it was needed or not. I just don't know at the moment. I, I, I'm leaning towards, we need to have some patience. I know there's some tweets there that's um, very minimal that are mentioned about the coaching, but it's the legacy of the coaching, the previous coaching regime, I think, yeah. that, that possibly have these players in a rut. One thing before you read out the tweets, and I'll talk a bit about it, I think there's probably a lot going on as regards new calls, new moves, new uh, behaviours, all that kind of stuff. Uh, players being away, all that thing is... is It's hard to put your finger on exactly what's wrong here um, because there's a, a multitude of things. But anyway, let's hear what the fans have to say because we want to give them a voice. Um, we always want to try and keep it balanced because you get an odd... One that's a little bit over the top that people type out probably, and I'm not sure if they mean, mean it completely. But again, they're fairly balanced. So patience or not, that yeah, was the kind of be, theme of the tweet. To be fair, we kind of we got a lot of answers, which is great, and we love it. But I kind of grouped them together this week because there was a lot of similar themes, and patience was really the big one. Um, Ed Kerwin, patience, but it's hard watch at the moment. Really annoying that it's our experienced players who are playing with ill discipline. Some potentially sobering scorelines coming our way soon. Um, Joe, the lack of learning and repeating same errors from previous games is a worry. Also, contract Sexton dominating the narrative to the ref in their games compared to our approach, whether it's Healy or Carberry. Way too nice, big performance and big atmosphere needed on Saturday. Which is interesting because there's a lot of people talking about that in relation to um, the Leinster game and Johnny Sexton and um, are, you know, are we too nice? Um, I don't think we're too nice. I just think we're, our tens are different personalities. And I think that that's a, a, you know, you can't push somebody to do something that they're not comfortable doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which is hard. Simon, patience. Monster have had a few seasons where half big games have maybe put rose-tinted glasses on things. Maybe dropping to the Challenge Cup might be a bad idea. Give us the opportunity to win a trophy. Fuel the team moving forward. The trophy drought needs to end. 
just on that, Niamh, um, dropping to the Challenge Cup is a, a, it's something that could happen. Yeah. But I don't think you'd be kind of trying to find positives out of that because obviously it's big financial implications. But maybe it's something that uh, let's wait till kind of mid. It depends on the next couple of games. They could really kind of hamper you. But um, I think... Uh, we will talk about it, um, young players yeah. and stuff like that. We'd love to get results now because obviously um, the kind of barometer for Munster is winning trophies and trying to win trophies and that's always the goal. But now we're kind of, we're, we're, we're kind of like... I feel like that barometer though was the barometer for 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I think that looking at this team over the last few years, of course they've been able to produce a big 80 minutes, you know, every now and then or when their backs have been against the wall. But to be fair, I, I don't think that this group should be measured on trophies because I just don't think they're there yet. Probably not, no. But I'm saying we were in semi-finals and a couple of finals and, and things in the last kind of seven or eight years, which um, you're kind of hopeful that they might have snatched one, but they didn't. They're, they came up short in those big games and that's that's been the concern. But... Um, it is what it yeah. is. They may, maybe it will be Challenge Cup. Who knows? But look, if they get a run going, you'd never know. They might, but they've got to get the basics right first and we'll talk about them. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, John Ziblis, no choice but to be patient. The coaching team needs a season at least to put their plans into effect. Mind you, it's all moot anyway. Having seen the Leinster machine piloted by sex and power into action, qualify for Europe next year is our goal now. And I think that that's, you know, a realistic goal. Uh, Phil, I don't know how to pronounce this uh, Twitter handle. I'd be more worried if I believed we didn't have the talent. This time, I think we had the makings of a very good team. It's just going to take time. Absolutely nothing to be gained, not having patience. Dave Parks, one of the most worrying things for me was when Ty Byrne won a crucial turnover penalty and Dan Goggin ran over and picked him up celebrating. But Dan was the only player that was pumped up at that huge moment. Where is the passion and drive to win gone and why is it gone? That, that's You've a spoken about this a lot. Yeah, it's the emotional pitch and the fight that sometimes is is kind of lacking in crucial moments. I think you have a big moment, like a big turnover and you feel that energy and, and, and then five minutes later, it's flat. Um, so look, again, that's it's hard to fathom and figure that out. Um maybe it is a confidence thing or, or getting to know each other better or getting the pitch of that emotion right. Yeah, pretty brutal stuff from Fiacra, but better, I would imagine, is yet to come. My only real concern is the basic mistakes that you wouldn't expect a new system or not. And the new system looks incredibly similar to the last system, but maybe the plan is to get the old system right. So I, I don't think that's the case. I think they're now going with a system where we have pods of three working in the middle of the pitch all the time and two on the edge. So it's usually your six and seven on the edge. So I definitely do think that that's, that's changed from before. They're also looking to have a way more close and connected um, type of an attack. So you look at the, the meters that they pass, the, the type of passes are all just kind of short, sharp passes, whether you're hitting the front line or the back. And I think that's that just taken... Neve, they're supposed to be a little bit shorter and sharper, but there's spacing yeah. issues and there is, yeah. Particularly yeah, with those, used to that. the yeah. ball is in the air a long time and it's making it easier for defences. But again, look, that's something they've got to really work on and, and protect the ball more. Yeah. Um, 
Jar came in with an interesting one. I thought, compare the front row you played behind Quinny and what we've made do with now for a number of seasons. Left a gnarly prop in Cronin Go, and sadly, we've nothing like a flat or a Dan Sheen. Stephen Lanigan jumped on this end and said, Ulster signed Kitchoff this week. I just can't understand how we haven't recruited there in so long. We could have the best box in the world, but if our forwards are, get, are getting bullied every game, what good are they? The size of the other provinces front row versus ours is scary. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's just the reality, really. Um, regarding the recruitment, I think um, there was a, there's obviously a hope that um, you know Roman Salanoa, Keenan Knox will come through. Um, John Ryan or Stephen Archer, one of them was 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 going to be moving. That decision was made to keep Stephen Archer, and maybe he was contracted long. And then it's—I don't want to be disrespectful to either of them, but John Ryan moved on anyway. Um, you think that um, we're a little bit light there? We're a little bit inexperienced. Um, James Cronin. Well, I—I I, I don't know if you've seen any of the Premiership over the last few weeks. James Cronin's played so well for Leicester. He is, yeah. James Cronin was one that um, I was always a big fan of. His had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Lockman is there obviously Dave Kilcoyne Liam O'Connor coming through Josh Witcherly so there was a hope that some of the younger ones would come through and kind of grab hold of that slot but look these are decisions you make at times and sometimes they're you're proven wrong um, James yeah. Cronin had a lot of injuries to be fair and was out for a long period but he is that um same you know, could be said for a killer as well, Quinny. Just yeah, being the devil. He has a lot of a lot of aggression. I mean? um, the hooker slot. Um, there's a belief about Scott Buckley coming through. And Dermot Barn has played really well. Niall Scannell is playing a lot of matches. Um, but look, when you look at the quality in across the board in the front row, it it we knew this need before the start of the season. Yeah. We knew this last year. We why spoke about we it at out, the end. Why aren't we going out signing a big marquee tight it? Well, I just think that um, there was a hope from David Nussifora and, and everybody else involved in Munster that um, these players will come through but it's not happening quickly enough um, yeah. but it looks like it's a, it's it's an area that maybe need to investment is needed there now yeah um, Michael Coveney patience required because it's a professional sport and teams will be judged by results playing staff must take ownership of performance on the pitch sadly we are saddled with a few too many passengers with a lot of talented players in South Africa. Alan Cowell, or Alan Cowell, sorry, some players need to be dropped. Surprised with the lack of passion. Fitness looks way off. May as well blood some new talent as any title. Playoff chances are gone. Jack Quinn, I think we need patience. It might be hard to stomach at the moment, but things will improve with time. And as players come back from injury slash emerging Ireland, loves the show. Dave, Dave Crowley building is slow and tough but we have quality players and coaches painful honesty is needed admitting where we are is the first step we're not great at the pa- we're not the greats of the past yet the team needs to sit down get clear and lay out the roadmap build on strong youth and get decisive and then Keith Piggott, patience required, but really worried about what Ulster and Leinster could do to us in the next few weeks not to mind the blues at the weekend Emerging Ireland tour shows that Daly, Crowley, Hodden and Hearn need to be playing in our first team. Quinn, Egdogbo, Campbell the same. Let's move on. Absolutely, patience is needed from Dave. 
selection is key now. Senior players haven't been performing, simple as. Give them a rest to find their game again. Let the young players coming through take their chance. You see, I understand this, right? I understand the need for players, people thinking that the youth, but we need that experience. Like two of our best players over the four games so far have been tied Brian and Peter Money. Like, let's yeah, not joke. You, you, like need a bl- you need a blend of it. I, I have two here that I'm going to read from uh, that were emailed in to the rugby channel. Um, hi, folks. Every time you think it can't get any worse, it does. We are now officially the four team in Ireland. Um, fifth, if you count Leinster B, that's a little bit uh, that's strong. Um, how did we get here after the great team transition to Tony McGann? Things did not go well, but Leinster had problems after Checo also. We then took the ball move going to Rob Penny's wide, wide game. Got to two ERC semi-finals and lucky to lose to Clermont. Not sure why Penny left, but then Axel took over and we sort of lost our way again. And then the South Africans took over five years of box kicking going nowhere. Um, it's a long one. This is from Justin Foley, but we get the, the gist of it, Justin. Um, yeah, I agree. I think there's there's problems going on for a couple of years. Again, Neve, I spoke about this in 2016. I wasn't a very popular figure. Um, some agreed with me. On the outside, that you know, the 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 journey and the direction that the, the squad and team were going was was wasn't the right one. We needed to be better with the academy. We need to be better with recruitment. We needed higher standards. Um, and again, this is not me saying that I, everything was perfect when I was there. It's just an observation, uh, hoping that Monster would kind of uh, turn the corner and stuff like that. So it's. Um, if we stuck with the penny approach, suffered the pain, then we could now be ahead of everyone else or at least not years behind. And that's from Justin Foley. Tom Lonergan also emailed in, well, let's firstly congrats to Neve on our coaching appointment. I don't have the expertise, maybe Neve, who does have the expertise, can enlighten us. But it strikes me that once the bench is emptied early in the second half, it's like all change and the team become another animal once the changes are made with instructions almost to behave and perform as a different team and that than the one that was went out in the first half. Are the coaches trying new stuff in live games, coaching different methods in live games, and the players are unsure, stifled almost, and almost switch off? This just can't be tactics. So, Ooh, that's very low. Um, I think they're trying new stuff in, in training, I, and maybe I think diff- for the first time in a long time, these players aren't stifled. I think that they're there's a less structure in what they're trying to do. And I think that that's why we're seeing these mistakes because we're asking players to now come out of their comfort zone and try and make decisions at spit moments under pressure that they wouldn't have been used to doing for a very, very long time. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's that. And I, and I think that the, the impetus in relation to the one off the bench, you always want your players coming off the bench to add value, add something extra. And I think that... Maybe that's the reason. I, I just think that there's there's definitely issues in relation to the emotional pitch that they're getting to or not getting to before the game. Yeah, but let's, let's be honest, Steve. They're not an under-14 team that you nearly have to write down the messages and, and really give no. them... They've got to figure no, this no. out themselves. They're adult rugby players. Inexperienced, some of them. We've got to move on. Um, we've a lot yeah. of tweets there, a lot of messages. Can I just tell you my tweet of the week? Okay. From Gordon Noonan. We might need you to come out of retirement. 
that's to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, listen, if we're looking to get players, Sinbins, and under pressure, then we can definitely call on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be the job. Um, um, I'd start a bit of a fight anyway amongst ourselves anyway. But look, um, it's I'll take that as a compliment from Gordon. But look, that's the reality is now we've got a group of players here probably shown on confidence. They're probably feeling the pressure from the outside. I like the fact that Graham Rountree didn't shy away from it again. He didn't make any excuses, said it wasn't good enough. The basics need to be better. And, you know, for any kind of messages or tweets, there, there's, there, again, there's, there's people nudging about the coaching ticket. Um, and it is inexperienced. But this isn't down to coaching. This is down to um, probably behaviours of the players, um, quality, um, some of that change that's happening. And that's why I put the word patience out there. So even well, though it's I ask very... a question? Yeah. If we talk about coaches and, and players and stuff like that, there was a couple of tweets that I started, kind of got me thinking in relation to those group of emerging Ireland players that went over and were able to adjust very quickly to those structures and those systems within a three-week period. And is it the case that that younger group are maybe flipping around. Is it, is it harder to teach an old dog new tricks in relation to the senior group? Yes. Um, I, do you know what I mean? So, like, I think you can't really compare that group coming from South Africa, coming back from South Africa, to the fact that, you know, a lot of these players, the senior group or whatever, that people seem to be harping on about not playing very well or you know, not adjusting as quickly as others. There's there's, there's, um, um, there's a number of players that are probably programmed to a very direct approach, used to the box kicking, yeah. used to that stuff. That It's taken time to shake off those shackles. So yes, some of yeah. the younger players, you can gather them together, uh, put a couple of, uh, a game plan down on structure and and just play with a little bit more freedom, less pressure maybe. Um, you know, look, for example, if I went in and I played with the Babas in 2010, we went in and we set up three or four backline moves, a couple of moves off the back of the scrum line-out, and they all kind of stick because yeah. why after a couple of days of probably being out late nights, totally relaxed, because there's less pressure. And I'm not saying there's less pressure in, in South Africa, but there's not the same type of pressure. And there's a little bit of freedom. It's something new. I think Munster's... One of Munster's issues here is pre-season. Pre-season hasn't been, you know, they haven't had enough time together. Um, they probably haven't had a chance to implement what they need to do for the whole season. And look, you would hope that things will come right. Uh, the two Welsh games away, we were away for your first two. You need to win one of them. You need to get a bonus point against Zebra and you probably would have been hoping to win in Galway. And then the whole picture looks different, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So it's just they're in a, in a tough place at the moment. And I think some of the players are, are very much reprogrammed to a certain way of playing. And it's, it's, it's a good question. I think young players, um, a little bit less pressure and a little bit more regimental in what they're trying to do. We've got to move on, Neve. Um, we're going to pick our goal star of the week. It's been a, a trudge trying to pick some in the last couple of weeks. Um we will be doing again in November the Andy Farrell Are You Watching piece, but we're trying to pick someone out each week from Munster that stood out and um, showed that emotion, that pride, that kind of fight in the jersey. And this week for me, it's Tyg Byrne. Um, yeah. I think he came up with uh, some really big plays, crucial turnovers. 
His work rate was through the roof. He didn't have a great game over in the Dragons a couple of weeks ago as his first game back, but he showed the other night again that um, he's just hovering everywhere when Connacht were on the attack in the first half and the second half and and came up with some brilliant plays, a um, couple of steals in the line-out as well. So um, from the highs of New Zealand, uh, Tigborn won't be jumping around this week thinking he got the gold star of the week from me and you, um, that it's any big uh, achievement. But... You know, again, players need to follow suit and you look for leadership. Peter Romani, very competitive again, um, stealing lineouts and 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 being physical. He he was the one last week, but the other players need to follow suit. I just think the body language at times is not right from some players and a couple of players it is. So um, he's the gold star of the week. So just to sum up, Connacht... Um, Connacht beat Munster 20 points to 11. Um, they get a back, back-to-back home wins against Munster. I think that's the first time it's happened. Um, so, uh, a disheartening night to say the least. My phone was hopping after the game. Um, people are frustrated. I tried to kind of process it on Friday night and just, you know, look back at the game again over the weekend and... You know, there's a couple of things that stood out for me. We'll just analyze the game briefly. Um, first line out of the game, you always want to go out and start pretty well, uh, make a statement. And I think understand where you are. You're in Galway, you're in a t- up against a team who are backs are to the wall. They lost their first three. New 4G pitch, the Connacht crowd um, really getting behind their team. And probably a dislike for Munster and an opportunity to take a scalp. It's not as big as a scalp as it was before. And we in Munster are not naive enough to think that you know we've any divine right to go and win there. But the first line out of the game, 50 seconds, six seconds in, Peter Manny wins the line out. Munster try a drive on a 10-yard line. Connacht turned them over. I think that yeah. sets the stall out. That that yeah. that kind of sums up the lack of ruthlessness and the lack of me- you know the mental kind of aggression and intensity that we're bringing out to games at the start of games. Scrum on six minutes uh, on the Munster 10-yard line. The line-up was on the Connacht 10-yard line down into the Munster's half. Scrum six minutes. Scrum disintegrates. With all due respect to Dennis Buckley, and I mean this respectfully, he's a brilliant player, but he destroyed Kenyon Knox, Keenan Knox, lifted him up into the air. Not just Dennis Buckley, but the whole Connacht scrum. That's worrying. That stuff is worrying for me. That's a physical thing. That's a mental approach. Because if Connacht scrum was that good, why didn't they do that all game? That indicates to me that we're not switched on early on in the game. We're not physical. We're not a nasty team. We're not an aggressive team. We're, We're standoffish. Ben Healy, two penalties, misses touch. Like, that stuff is killing you. It's killing the team. So there's three big mistakes there, Neve, that really frustrated the life out of me. The first line now, the scrum on six minutes, and Ben Healy's two penalties. And you think, you think, just think about it. You're a coach. You go away, away from home against a team that are, you know, like I said, emotionally firing. And you, 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 you're, you're trying to win a game with that kind of stuff. That's really, really, really basic, disheartening, shocking stuff, in my opinion. 
And I'm not saying that Connacht aren't entitled and uh, that it's not completely out of the blue that a team, of course they can hold, um, take Munster's line out and hold them up in them all. But I just think it's it's a mental approach that we're, uh, uh, you know, if you were to say, you know, 10 out of 10, 10 is, is your best score as regards you being really fired up and emotional. Nobody's at 10 every time. You know, it's just not possible. But you need to be up around seven or eight, particularly when you're going out, the crowd are roaring at you. You know the opposition are, are, are chomping at the bit for you. We were at about three or four starting that game the other day, collectively. It just, it's yeah. just not good enough. This is stuff that's in our control. And I said it last week, and I'll keep saying it. Where is that aggressive fight, that body language? And I want to clarify this. We show it as certain stages of the game, i.e. big turnover, penalty, great tackle. Um, and then we pat each other on the back and then we back it up with a mistake or a lost line out or a knock on or a missed tackle or, or a lack of desire to, 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 to go up and catch a high ball and contest in the air. Um, the t- There's Pardon? Momentum killer. They're big momentum killers for me. And that's and the I thing. give you I give like, you another example, Neil, in the second half. John okay. we Connacht box kicks box kick a ball up the middle. It's not a great kick. There's three or four monster players ambling back. What does John Porch do? He jumps up and gets he flies through the air with unbelievable desire, passion, aggression, and just wins that ball. These are the moments we talk about. You know as a coach, moments in a game that kind of, they energize a team. It isn't about kind of patting each other in back and shouting and roaring when you get a turnover. It's it's body language. It's actions. And and they had bit actions the other night and Munster didn't have enough of them. They had some turnovers. Tyburn turnover, two turnovers. I think Peter Manny had a brilliant one off the back of the scrum. We remember Jared Butler, Connor Murray yeah. tackled him. Great turnover. We kicked that ball down the touchline and lost the line out. I know that's what I'm saying. They're big. They're momentum killers. Like if you, it's very difficult for me. They just they look like a team. They're filled with dread and anxiety when they play because from whether that's pressure they feel from themselves from the outside world. I don't know, but it doesn't. It looks like they're almost afraid to do anything in case they make a mistake, which means that they're actually making mistakes all the time. Like if you look at the tops of that stat sheet. 47% 47% possession, five clean line breaks and eight missed tackles in a whole 80 minutes of a game. You're thinking, Jeannie, Munster must have done well here. Then you go down the, the list, 10 turnovers and 13 penalties. Like, that's just not sustainable to go and, and that's, that for me, the big thing for me was that the loss of momentum, the, the set piece, especially when we were entered in towards their 22 into our scoring zone. We, we struggled to win the line out, whether that was a poor throw, a mislift, missed jump, missed call, whatever it was, a collective. They were just absolute momentum killers. And you can't do that at this level. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, I agree with you entirely. Um, and I think those things are not controlled. They need to be a lot better. The players need to take ownership here. If they're watching the video of some of this stuff, it's... It's not even the obvious stuff like a knock-on or a turnover or a bad pass. There's basic errors here and body language and lack of work rate and lack of aggression that is within your control and they need to fire some sort of a spark amongst themselves to get it. Um, our mall is poor. 
it's at times we we've shown in the first couple of games it can be very effective and we can score tries. And look at the first try for for Patrick Campbell. Our mall was brilliant all the way, but mm. out the field then it's 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 not aggressive. It's not dynamic enough. Our defensive malls is poor. Um, our breakdown is poor, and our scrum is poor. So our set piece breakdown um, are issues, and I think they're not. You know, and even when Munster were struggling at times in the last couple of years, the lineup was good. It was effective. The scrum was winning parity. We weren't destroying any opposition. But like, it's it's not acceptable to say one scrum like that is fine. And it was just we switched off. You just can't switch off at this level. And I think there are things that Munster need. People, the, you know, the fans are tweeting in saying uh, about tactics. These are the basics that they need to get right. And there has to be some sort of leadership within the group. The mitigation here, lots of chopping and changing with around tactics and, and game plans and stuff like that. But these players are ba- too. Yeah, but lots these of, are ba- lots of these are basics, Nate. These are basics. Yeah, no, they are. They Strong are. line out, aggression, yeah. uh, physicality, winning collisions. And we're we're miles off the pace at the moment. And it's it's setting the tone and setting the standards. We're then coming up with mistakes in the back of that. You know, Munster were 8-5 up. Lucky to be 8-5 up. Jack Carty missed a couple of kicks that he should have got. Um, Conor Fitzgerald kicks the ball up the field. Um, Conor Phillips, who's a very young player, is is very lackadaisical and he's chased back. And and I don't know, is that a, an personal thing or is it just, is it really kind of a, a team energy thing at the moment that these things are happening? Um, ball goes into touch, Finley Bealham scores. And then you think all the momentum is with Connacht. Ty Burner would give a goal start a week to makes a brilliant tackle on 61 minutes out around their 10 yard line. Two players come in behind him and they drive him straight onto ground as he's trying to uh, go through. Oh, like gosh. it's a penalty, then Connor Fitzgerald kicks Connacht to ahead. Once Connacht go ahead, Jack Carty actually dictated where putting the ball in behind Munster. And at no stage, you know, Munster came up with some good defensive work. Penalty, kick down the touchline, turnover, turnover. Yeah. And the discipline in those last 10 or 15 minutes was shocking. And people would say, well, you know, I was a good man to give away penalties as well. Well, I was. Um, but that's not relevant to what's happening here in front of us. It should be better. And it should be a lot better. And it's hurting the team. And it took away an opportunity, a chance for them to go down the field and actually try and you know, somehow managed to 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 win the game. Um, Seventy five minutes, they get a turnover. They're all patting each other on the back, screaming and shouting, and that's a time for just get on with it quickly. They kick the ball down the touchline, lose the line out. You know, so yeah. um, they need to learn quick here. Um, you know, it's it's a collective thing. They need to stick together themselves. There's no point in making you know calling individuals out here. But no, I just think at times so they were naive in how they went about things I thought uh, if you know you're going up against Jack Harty who's probably one of the best footballing tens in the country who can just try the ball on a piece of string you've got to be really on as a backfield three really really on and I think that they exposed that we weren't yeah and look we're, um, we're missing we're missing about seven or eight in the in the back backfield with injuries no, in emerging Ireland I, so I 100% believe that those three players are more than capable of excelling at this level so whether we're missing players or not those three players are more than capable of, of playing week in week out for Munster at the highest level 
Okay, so like I, I don't really buy that. Like, I just felt like we were naive then in terms of some of our our play, our line calling. I think I wanted to see some more players think the game was rough in the neck at times. We didn't really seem to do that. We were happy enough to try and allow or let somebody else take control and then nobody else is taking control, if that makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, look, I just think overall, I just think it's, it's just so stop-start and it, the momentum losses are just killing this team because they're working so hard to get to where they need to go in terms of pitch space and then they just, you know, miss a line out, drop a ball, you know, run a wrong line and it's just, that's that's a detail for players that they have to get right, in my opinion. And just for anyone, uh, any listeners, um, you know, I think it's too early to be critical of the coaches and I think some of the stuff we're seeing here from my opinion, is the basics that are going wrong. It's not about this wide, wide game that Munster are throwing the ball over the place and they're getting it wrong out in the wider channels. It's really the basics. So I think they need to hone back in a little bit on the basics, um, like their set piece, like their breakdown, like their aggression in defence. And I know maybe one or two Connacht people might be listening in, even though it is a Munster podcast. Well done to Connacht. Congrats. They won the game. They deserve to win that game. So we're not making any kind of a story here that Munster threw this game away. They did not deserve to win that game with the way no, they played. No, they were very good. And we what, we're saying, we what we're saying, Neve, is Munster, we believe Munster can be a lot better and should be a lot better. Connacht are in the same place of confidence and self-belief and all that stuff. We're in a tough, they're in a tough place. Um and they're no world beaters. It wasn't a brilliant Connacht no, performance, but I think, but I think they managed last, the game. Yeah, we spoke last week about the emotional draw of going back home, a new pitch, you know, that, that the crowd and how they can help influence them. And I felt like that, that was a big factor for them. I think this weekend, it's, I'd love to see the Munster support get out to Home Park and get behind this team for the Bulls and use that allow the players to feed off that emotional draw from the crowd like Connacht did last weekend. I think that that's, that, you know what I mean? I Yeah, that, I just love to see people to get out to support them, get behind them. And, and like, to be fair, talking about this weekend, Bulls are a really, really good team. So you're going to, you're definitely going to go see some good rugby, whether it's for a Munster or a Bulls point of view. But I just feel like, you know, we talk about Munster being this link to the people of Limerick, Cork, Waterford, wherever it is. And that's always something that they've had that's special. And now more than ever, I think that that's really critical that that this group, because I feel like this group are so anxious and, you know, almost afraid to play. They're, they're, they're making so many simple mistakes because some, you know what I mean? So I just love to see a crowd get out behind them and, and hopefully that that can give them that lift that they need. I, I hope so. I hope um, this is disheartening and there's a lot of intelligent monster rugby fans out there who, you know, grew up in going through their clubs. They know the game inside out. They're not fools either. Um, they want to see fight. They don't, they don't, they're, they're, the expectation isn't there in the street, Neve, to win the European Cup or win trophies. So, um, but, and I've always said this, the kind of minimum standard is you have to show fight, aggression and more desire. And I think, to be fair, it happens right across the board in sport. When when teams are going through a bad patch, it's 
it's it can be tricky at times. It's not as if they're not trying, but they need to find that bit of leadership yeah. and take control a little bit more. And you know, the Munster fans will get behind them. They did against Toulouse and and against against all the odds in that that European game in the Aviva. Yeah. It was incredible. So, but they're not fools either. They need to see. They need to see that fight. I think to see that that emotional kind of fight from everybody, young players included. Like this isn't the case of, well, you're 19, 20, 21 and you go up and play for Munster and you can hide and stand back. It can be difficult at times, but I think a lot of our players are in third gear and yeah. they need to change gears a little bit. And if the mistakes happen then, well, so be it. We're not analysing the last couple of performances out of poor accuracy and... It, it, in, in, in totally do you know what I mean we're, we're going back to basics work rate yeah. fitness uh, desire fight aggression winning collisions stuff like that that I think they need to they need to really hone in on that now and drive themselves on be better disciplined they're making stupid errors and mistakes and giving away a lot of penalties and it's killing them just very briefly because we're nearly done um, we could labour on this point uh, it seems quite negative if I was a player in that group and I was thinking about this or if I was one of the coaches, I would wholeheartedly say they've got to stick together. They've got to figure this stuff out. They've got to be honest and open. And I've always said this about Ronan O'Gara and when, when he would kind of slate us or Paul, they had an ability to inspire you as well. To actually say that's not good enough in not those exact words, maybe a bit more aggressively, but also tell you that they believe you you can do it. They believe you can be a great player. They believe you can, you know, have a big impact in the game coming up. So it's about developmental criticism amongst themselves so that they, they're honest and they have this open appraisal. And they take control because players have to drive this now. Um, the emerging iron players are coming back. Um, you know, Shane Daly, Calvin Nash, Jack Crowley started against the Cheetahs. They looked... Brilliant. Shane Daly's try was outstanding. Thomas Ahern was player of the match. John Had Hodmet started as well, was really good. Dermot Barron, Josh Richard, and Roman Salano came off to the bench. So there's there was eight players involved there. Anton Frisch and, wasn't. And Anton Frisch wasn't. But like... and, and Alex Kendell and obviously pulled out at the start with his concussion. So you have a group of players coming back now that hopefully can bring a bit of energy, feel good factor back into did, the group. Did, I don't know if you read uh, Anton Frisch, I think was uh, giving an interview probably last week. And uh, they spoke about he spoke about how that monster playing group sat down over in South Africa and said, "Right, we're coming back in. This is what we're going to do. We're going to bring energy. We're going to bring." So they're now coming back, going, "Okay, we've had a really good three weeks. Well, now we come back and take what we've learned there, both and and bring energy back into this group." I think that's what's kind of missing. And it's funny, I spoke to um, somebody recently about this who. Um, you know, they were talking about that senior leadership group all the time and it's how much it burdens them and how the next group of players down um, brought everybody together or a group of them together and said, okay, what can we do to help these guys? So it was like the Paulie and Raj and all them. So this player who played for Munster brought everybody together and said, okay, how can we assist the boys? And and that's what I hope this emerging group can do now. They can come in and say, okay, to Peter O'Mahony and Clark Byrne and 
Keith Earls and these leadership group going, okay, let's let's assist ye so that it's not ye dogging on players all the time, but it's us lifting others around us. And look, fingers crossed that that, that three weeks will have helped them grow and learn and, and we might see the fruits of that labour then. Yeah, I think Munster have been the worst affected by the 10 players away. I know Alex Kendall and pulled out, but we had 10, 10 involved there. They've been, they could really have done with their players in the last couple of weeks and, and um, you know, a lot of chopping and changing, particularly in those first three games. But it is what it is. And yeah, I, I think it'd be great if they brought back that energy. You know, it's amazing. Finley Bealham spoke on the press before the game, talking about how Connacht sat down and, you know, in South Africa and, and they had a players meeting and, you know, they kind of were trying to sort stuff out. It's the best form of sorting this out because coaches and I felt sorry for Graham Rountree the other night. I think he was... Uh, he was a broken man after that game or certainly a scarred man and, and really frustrated but um, they've got to stick together if I was in that group it's a case of try and circle the wagons a little bit not 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 try and ignore the people on the outside who, who are giving an opinion um, because that stuff went on for a long time that lots of people who had an opinion ex-players pundits media they're all against us you know, there's a lot of people who want Munster to do well. There's a lot of people who need Munster to be strong in Irish rugby. Um, but they have a bit of work to do and we're in, they're in a tough place. They've got the Bulls on Saturday. Um, Glasgow beat the Bulls 35-21 in, in, um, in Glasgow on, on, uh, at the weekend. Probably not the best result for Munster. Uh, as regards the Bulls now will certainly be trying to, you know, have a reaction. They'll sense an opportunity. They're bringing a lot of strength and power. You think of the players they have, Marcel Kutsia, Marco Van Staden in the back row, Elric Lowe, outstanding player. That back yeah. row alone, whether they'll start all three at the weekend, I don't know, they probably bought a big squad. They're outstanding players. Lionel Mapu, Cornel Hendricks and Kirtley Aronsa. He's an outstanding player. He got that intercept against Connacht. He scored again at the weekend against Glasgow. Um, it's a tough proposition. They're very strong up front. They're very physical. Their maul is a weapon for them. And they keep scoring tries from the five-meter line where Kutsia taps and goes or one of the hookers taps and goes and they score. So they have a lot of strength and power. But So it's going to be a tough one. And Munster play Leinster next week and then Ulster at home. So... It's real backs to the wall stuff, and uh, let's hope they get a reaction. And you know, Peter O'Mahony has played the last number of games. He got a an injury, so we're not sure who's back or who's not. Um, the injury updates will be probably come out later today or tomorrow. But whoever plays on Saturday needs to kind of bring their A game and be really, really aggressive and confrontational and physical against a very powerful side. Um, that's it for episode 40 of the Red 78 all wrapped up to make sure you get your podcast straight to your phone every week just search for the Red 78 and press subscribe and get in touch with Neve or myself as well um, at our own personal Twitter accounts um, or you can leave a, um, a, a tw- uh, you can send a message Twitter message to Rugby Channel at Rugby Channel 15 or leave a message on YouTube or else email the Rugby Channel at barmedia.ie Um Glass half full or glass half empty, Neve, before we go? 
Um, look, I'm still a glass half full type person. Like that's always the way I am. So I, yeah, I just think it's going to take time. And um, it is. It while is. while I while I'm very aware that you know we need to see more. Um, when I go down, I I watch a lot of our train sessions during the week. I know what the intent is. Um, it's just going to take time. Yeah, fingers crossed they can find a performance this weekend. So that's it. Enjoy your week and uh, I'll talk to you next week. See you then, Quinn. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot.